Let's talk Tanya for the 26th of Sivan. In today's Tanya, we begin chapter 8 of Shariyuchud Vamuna, and the chapters from here until the end of Shariyuchud Vamuna, the next five chapters, um, constitute, you, would, you might want to say, the second half of Shariyuchud Vamuna. The topic of conversation here is still God's unity, but we're going to be discussing a different aspect of God's unity. Up until this point, we were talking about God's unity. Uh, and how we reconcile that with the fact that there is all of creation and all the worlds and everything that inhabits all the worlds. From here on, we're going to move the discussion. We're going to talk about God's essential uni- unity, God's unity in and of himself. What do we mean by that? The Rambam tells us that God's unity is what we call achtus hapshuta. Achtus hapshuta means a simple unity, which is as opposed to achtus murkeves, which means a composite unity. A composite unity means that sometimes we have something in this world, when we talk about a single unit, for example, I am a single human being, and that is a correct statement. At the same time, I'm a single human being, but I have two, I have two arms and two legs, I have a nose and I have a mouth. So I am comprised of many different elements and components. Rambam tells us that God's unity is different. God's unity is an absolute unity. God is absolute oneness, not a oneness that is comprised of different elements. Now, the Rambam grapples with this, and he says, but how does that work? We know that uh, God has knowledge. God is aware of everything that's going on, and how does God's knowledge not make him a composite unity? There's God, and there is his knowledge. So the Rambam says, and the words he uses is, which translates roughly as, he is the knower he is the knowledge, and he is that which is known. In the human sphere, these are three different things. There is me, there is my knowledge, and there is what I know. And by God, all of these three are absolute oneness. Here in this chapter, the Alter Rebbe expands upon that and says this is true not only about God's knowledge, but also about God's many other attributes. God's kindness, God's compassion, God's desire. None of these um, constitute ribui or multiplicity within God. These are all absolutely one with God. What does that mean? How is it possible we have different components? We have God, we have his kindness, we have his compassion, we have his knowledge, we have his desire, and all of these are one. The Rambam says, don't try to wrap your head around it because you won't be able to. And the reason why, as Dr. Rebbe explains, is because we can only understand something which is within the framework of our experience. Something which is beyond the framework of our experience there is no way for us to understand it. It's like trying to explain to a blind person the concept of colors, a person who was blind from birth. You know, if I tell you that um, I could envision a person having not two arms, but six arms, okay, that's something we can envision. I highly doubt you've ever seen someone with six arms, but arms are within the framework of our existence. Um, we can envision someone who has a tremendous IQ, more, than, more so than anything that we've encountered. That's not beyond the framework of our existence. But then there is something which is completely beyond, and that is God. And to try to understand, therefore, God, is, um, it's going to be a fruitless endeavor. Just how removed is God from our framework? So that's the topic that we were going to be beginning in tomorrow's Tanya. Tomorrow we will discuss what is the human framework? And then afterwards, we're going to move on and explain just how removed God's experience is from the human experience, which explains why to try to understand God's unity is something which is an impossibility.